Rusty Quill presents. Here's another one for the cast. Uh, yeah, we have a few more. Like we have like just a handful of questions left. So, what's everyone's favorite moment or episode in Hainai? Hmm. Favorite moment or episode in Hainai? I think favorite episode for sure would be um, Kanta episode five, which is the singing episode. Just because yes, same. one, it was easy to do because we didn't have to do all so much of the work. Um, two, it was just nice because I got I asked my sister, like, hey, you want to sing in this in the episode? And she's like, Yeah, sure. And my sister's an amazing singer, and I keep coming back to Kanta because like I just want to listen to her sing at the end. I can I should like we should post the YouTube video. Actually, we should like separate her just her song and have it be like a separate, like just audio file for people to listen to because that was fantastic. And I liked singing with my sister. Like we we sang a lot together in choirs as kids and like even as like adults. So I missed that. And just hearing her be like awesome in singing was really a treat. And I definitely like enjoyed doing that because it was also like mentally very easy to do. <laughs> it's like, let me just sing a bunch of different like folk songs that I liked as a kid. And we can put that in. That fills up about 30 seconds. Thank God we have like, and then at the end of it, we have an episode. Woo! So yeah, definitely my favorite episode. Yeah, oh, that song yeah. is going to be part of the High Nai concert that's coming out in 2025. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know if Donna can sing. So we'll <laughs> He's certainly that's trying. That's also my, my favorite best. episode. Yeah, that was also my favorite episode. It was such a delight to edit. It was not, well, in a lot of ways, it was the easiest to edit because it was so easy to motivate myself to to edit it it was like I absolutely looked forward to editing it like normally it's like normally editing is a okay I I gotta do this I gotta do this now but with that one no problems at all another favorite episode uh again because of the editing was episode four multo that's uh Evelyn's first episode that was I think our first sound design heavy episode like really heavy and that that was all so footsteps. There were so many footsteps. I had the hardest <laughs> time with the footsteps. It it turns out it's really hard to get good footstep like free footstep sound designs. And I was foley. yeah. Well, uh, like I did try making my own foley. It turns <laughs> out it's not as easy as it looks. But and I was so I like I was so anxious when the episode came out because I was like, oh my god, can people even distinguish the three different footsteps we have going on? But everyone loved the everyone loved the sound design, and I was uh, I was really really 
uh, I was really, really surprised and really happy with the feedback. Again, my favorite episodes are based on the editing because that's what I do. <laughs> I think it worked really well um, for the first sound design heavy episode. There are a lot of more things like getting carry-on bells too. Yeah, oh, the yes. carry-on bells. Absolutely. Oh, Natalie, what's your favorite episode? I would say um, the most memorable for memorable for me is episode four as well just because there's a lot of it I mean it's also the first one um where I'm not only getting into my character but delving into just um UFT which is uh um a little nostalgic for me because I was attended UFT many years ago so just getting a lot of gathering more information about it and um, just uh, in a, in addition to what Matsi already had, uh, just getting my input um, and remembering what it was like there was uh, interesting um, and part of me wanted to do it right because I didn't want to be too uh represent the school in too cringy a light <laughs> um, but like it was cool to to like figure out how we can present this setting um and uh interesting to play uh, a character who is a student there so it's like yeah, it was um, it was a little nostalgic. Nice. My favorite moment or episode in Hainai that would absolutely be episode four, uh, and one hundred percent the moment where Evelyn Y is trying to ghost hunt, and has absolutely gotten in over her head. And I remember listening to that episode uh, once it was released in the dark and alone. And uh, around the time where she's screaming and trying to figure out what's going on, I got up, I walked over to the light switch, and I turned it on. And so I'm the kind of guy that can watch horror movies alone in the dark with the volume up, and it usually doesn't affect me. So good job, Motsi. You you scared me with that episode. Yay, I scared him. Ooh, yeah. uh, just a random fun fact before we move on to the next answer. Um, that episode, uh, the 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 end the sorry the villain of that episode the <laughs> Reznikov um the big axe ghost um was voiced by two people it was me and Ed because I was like I shouldn't voice every single villain and then like Ed I asked Ed could you please do this character so the scary like um like man with the axe was like mostly Ed and then there was a part where I was like oh no I need to add more lines so I literally just like started like copied him so if you hear that character it's me and Ed uh doing pulling double duty as Resnikov. yeah you did a great job like I don't think anyone was able to tell the difference I think my favorite episode so far was was episode seven that Donner and Mari got in a fight I think it was episode seven or six at seven or eight, but yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, one sure. of yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was just one of my favorites because it was one of the days where like we were recording and I was like super busy that day, and I'm like, all right, cool. I got like 20 minutes between a break, um, 
So I hopped on like, all right, we can do this in one take. And they were just like, all right, you're angry. And I was like, okay. And I just did the take and they were just like, uh, that was really good. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I can, I can yell. It's not hard. Um, so I think like for me, that was like the first time Donner has had the ability to be an emotional character. Cause like normally he, Donner is a very much like stoic, you know, oh, I'm just going to chill and everything's fine. And yeah, I get pissed off and angry with, you know, Murphy once in a while. But like, this was the first time where they're like, oh, show that he has emotion. And I'm like, cool. I can finally like kind of like peel back a little bit more depth into this character. Um, so that was that was kind of sh- good to show, you know, in one episode, worry for someone's safety, to show anger at someone's like irresponsibility to show disappointment in that person all in like one scene to kind of just like go across the emotional spectrum, which was kind of, which was fun for me. Um, so that was, I think my favorite episode. And he did an amazing job for sure. <laughs> that was awesome. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to bring back episode six in this one. Cause even though the axing was tough to do without an ax in my hand, I felt that was such like a fun, I guess, the co- and I was doing the motions too. Um, but I just felt that it was so like such a great time to really flesh out Laura's character. And it was such a nice, you know, himbo moment for her. <laughs> and uh, it, it was like, I felt powerful, you know, it felt like good to to really kind of explore that side of her. Cause even though she's like such a golden retriever of a person, um that was that was like new for her it was new for me it was super fun and it was so great to listen to listen to I mean it was hard listening to my own voice picturing like me alone in my office just like pretending to hit an axe but it was super fun it's a a very good time to remind everybody that Laura is jacked and enormous and that's like one of my favorite character traits for her real life right yeah exactly exactly definitely totally jacked in real life not lying at all and that's another episode yeah that's another episode where we have a lot of okay just breathe and do a lot of huffing (laughs) yes just okay this one you're grunting a lot (laughs) yeah the grunt that was yeah that was super hard it was super weird I was picturing like my partner in the next room over maybe listening to me screaming and being like what is going on in there what's happening (laughs) (laughs) are they okay (laughs) yeah it was really fun though it was great I was gonna say that's another um sort of challenge is to get over the fact that you're making a lot of noises and you're trying not to like not necessarily disturb but like make neighbors around you think of something else (laughs) Um, when you're when you're doing um loud uh loud lines like that the uh, grunting yeah. over and over again is definitely suggestive. Yeah, Absolutely. and like the retakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the retakes, like mm-hmm. ten minutes of grunting. Mm-hmm. Well, Leon and Abigail broke the Molto streak. Uh, I was going to say Molto. Yeah, that that's my favorite episode to listen to. My favorite episode to record was uh, Guru Mahadev's first um, first appearance when he's totally into the in, into the Guru character and he's pretending and then murphy calls him and he starts freaking out that was that was really fun to play 
And um, I also really like playing the uh, Ashwin's background the, when he tells his story. Yes. That was very... And you guys know, I, I got pretty emotional just playing that character oh, at, at, at that moment. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But to listen to, definitely Molto because it's so immersive. It's so... When you're listening to it, I, I was cooking at the same time. I just like, I need to be very careful. I'm going to burn something right now because I'm so into this story. That's awesome. And yeah, like um, a lot of people really praise. I don't know if you've been to the Discord lately, but a lot of people praise your your performance on the um, on revealing Ashwin's backstory. Um, so that was really cool. Um, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next question to the cast and team in general. Oh, this is a oh this is a um, interesting one. Do you have some of your own supernatural experiences in your life or have you dabbled in practicing magic? So let's go with Adil first. Let's go with Adil first. Oh, I'm like, I'm really like Ashvin pre-possession because I don't believe in that. <laughs> I've, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a total magic atheist, if that's a thing. I, I, I don't, I love magic in movies and in stories and everything, but I don't really... Uh, yeah, I, I'm totally like Ashwin because he's he's totally somebody who doesn't believe in that at all. Who grew up around it, who's same as me. But no, I've never seen anything. I've never, I don't know. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, do you? Uh, how about Abigail? Uh, for the next one, and also Adil, shame on you. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a great one to follow that because I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I uh practice witchcraft. Uh most of my friends also practice witchcraft. Um I I'm very in tune to what's around me. Our basement at work is very very haunted and we come into contact with that ghost quite often on a regular basis. So it's something that's really fun for me to play with cuz it's something that I you know, experience in life daily, regular basis. Got an altar in my bedroom all set up. So, um, yes, <laughs> I yeah, I'm very much experienced in magic of different kinds. You know, um, not to like tread on other people's cultures and whatnot. Very careful to do that. You know, that's always a thing that comes up. You know, when you're practicing witchcraft or any sort of magical anything, because there's bits and pieces from other cultures and you just have to remember that like you're honoring different you're honoring different cultures you're honoring yourself you're honoring the earth so you know you got to be careful and especially like if you're not familiar with it don't get into it that's just dangerous and rude so you know be careful but also be thoughtful exactly yeah, that's the main lesson there. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, yeah. Rude and dangerous. Just don't, don't be rude. Don't do not do something that you don't know enough about. Because that's just, you know, a way for bad things to happen. So, you know, just, just be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absol- absolutely. You know, just don't mess with stuff you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. On the oh, scale of a deal to Abigail, where are you on the <laughs> magical right. spectrum? Yeah, that can be our uh, scale going forward. So I, I literally, <laughs> literally, um, like, on a scale of a 1 to 10, I'm going to go on, like, a 3. Now, I blame this on, and I grew up in it, well, 
sort of. So my parents, uh, Jamaican, grew up in that Jamaican culture, understand the Jamaican lore, all that fun stuff. And then Christianity kicks in at some point, and that's just a whole ragtag group of craziness um, in terms of like mixing with like a Jamaican culture and having that like Baptist background. So for me, there's a little spot in the middle. So I don't know if everyone on, I guess, the voice panel knows this. So I have uh, what's called Anfantasia. So like I can't create images in my head, um, which is weird because I'm doing school for animation, which makes life uh, very difficult. Um, but that's because I'm crazy. But um, so so with that, I can't actually create like what I see. I can't close my eyes and imagine things. So for me, ever and, and this has been my entire life. I used to read books. My parents would be like, oh, just, you know picture Harry Potter walking down the street. And I'm like, I don't know, what do you mean picture? That's a that figure of speech. So when I see things that I can't rationally explain, I know from a scientifically diagnosed fact, my brain will not let me create uh, an illusion of that level, right? So when I was a kid, we used to have uh, in, my, in my wallpaper, we had Snoopy wallpaper when I was growing up. And at every night, and my, my, my brother had a bunk bed, so we'd share rooms and we were like five, six or whatever. And every night at, we used to set an alarm, 3 a.m., set an alarm, he'd wake me up in the bunk bed and he'd be like, look at the third Snoopy from the second wall. And we'd look up and that one Snoopy on the wallpaper would spin and then stop and then turn his head and then smile and then go back and spin and stop for like, 10 or 15 minutes like to a like and the first time he happened i didn't believe him because he told me this the next like week it was always one week apart always at 3 a.m he'd set an alarm he would wake me up and he'd be like look at that thing and it would move and i'm like that's crazy that's nuts i'm thinking i'm a kid i'm thinking it's some sort of you know your brother playing a trick on you um and it got to the point one day we we stayed up till 3 a.m and it would happen we would like, like it was, it was crazy. And I know on, on a, like Adele's side, I know there is a scientific reason for that actual weird Snoopy phenomenon. So no one, my parents didn't believe us. My, my eldest brother didn't believe us. And then one day my eldest brother, uh, who's like, I'm tired of you guys saying this for like years, this is stupid. And then he stayed in our room one night just to, just to shut us up. Cause he was like, at that point, like, 11 or 12 older than us and he saw it and the next day the paper wallpaper came down parent next day parents came out with the kettle scraped off the wallpaper and they were just like look one kid seeing it at 3 a.m telling stories two kids oh the younger one's backing up his older brother the one that's six years older then comes in the next day and says that exact same thing happens wallpaper comes off the next day couldn't tell you why i don't know but uh, I don't believe in ghosts or spirits or crazy stuff like that. But I can't explain crap like that happening uh, throughout my life and crazy other stories like that. So a three, be one in ten, uh, three point five. That's a proper scary story, and I loved it. <laughs> that was so creepy. That really was what the. That's I was insane. about to curse, but yeah, that was insanely oh creepy. Um, I I can't say I've personally experienced anything. Um very supernatural in my life um i i don't uh 
like fully believe, but I'm all, I'm like open. I'm, I would say I'm, I'm middle of the way between Adil and Abigail, <laughs> but, um, um, I mean, I did hear a family story about, um, something my mom experienced when, um, at an old farm up north in, um, Ontario. I think, um, my family was staying there for, um, periodically. And, um, sometimes she would hear something from the attic. Um, not sure if it was like an actual, uh, like if it was something paranormal or even scarier if someone was just like living there up in the attic, which is probably worse because like, um, we don't want just like random people, uh, living in, um, uh, your, your house. So yeah. That's um, that's my weird story. Not yeah. necessarily paranormal or anything. So yeah, it might be a parasite. It's, right? It would be yeah. Oh God, so, parasite. So um. The other reason that puts me like right in the middle, and it's kind of based off Natalie's story. So I'll let Monty get to her actual, probably true story in a second. So when we were younger, um, we had like my like not my blood cousin, but like a friend of like you know family knows them. And my dad, uh, my dad hates Ouija boards. Not a thing he can do. Don't play with the devil, whole nine yards, pull things out, which is like fair, whatever. I'm, I don't play with it. I'm not pay 20 bucks for a toy that's dumb. That I can't even like actually play video games on. Um, so um, one day, uh, my like, this friend of a family, whatever, uh, they get a Ouija board. They're playing in the basement. My dad knows these people and he's like yo that don't mess with that thing that's not wrong kid well at this point he's like i guess teenager asks the ouija board like oh like when will i die ouija board says today kid says whatever goes upstairs tells his parents parents think it's a joke it's a ouija board whatever the next two hours later he leaves his house to go out to visit a friend and he gets struck by a car right um and like it's one of those things where i'm not far enough removed because like the story was like legit like i'm i'm close enough to the story to be like no like that is a crazy coincidence like that was my response right that's a crazy coincidence who would have thought my dad on the other hand uh was just like i did i thought that don't play with ghosts and spirits these things happen and i'm like oh well I guess. Yeah, it's a nutty story. I have like hundreds of those growing up, which is bonkers. Uh, yeah, I don't pay me ghosts. enough to mess with a Ouija board. No <laughs> That's, way. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Like, well, Ed has no. a... uh, personally, I have not dabbled in practical magic. Uh, I do have friends that, that do and have. Um, I've also not had any supernatural experience in my life. Um, I did take part when I was like really young in high school uh, in like that obligatory scene that you see in horror movies you know like at, at a sleepover a bunch of us were 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 hanging out and someone had a ouija board in their house and so we we thought it would be fun to play and so we did and nothing happened so um i know that goes very differently in horror movies or 
in Hainai, if an episode with a Ouija boy were to happen, that would probably go not the way, <laughs> go the way you think, but uh, nothing happened in real life. So, yeah, we got bored. We started playing another game. And there you no. go. <laughs> That's fine. He's, he's still fine, right? Yeah, um, Murphy. And no, but yeah, no, he's fine. Um, uh, yeah, so for me, I have like, yeah, dozens of stories. And some of them will actually be in another po- podcast that I guest starred on, on uh, which will appear at some point. We'll see what happens when, when it'll come out. But the one I haven't told um, like as often is um when i like this act like this happened to me my grandma like not grandma she was like a great aunt had died and um we were at her funeral and i was really young at this point i think i was like nine or eight and i had fallen asleep like in the because i was you know tired everyone was like kind of walking around in the house and this house is like a provincial house so it's kind of like far removed from the city and I, I had a supernatural experience in the very same house before that. But in this particular instance, um, I had fallen asleep. And then I dreamt that I woke up and I was like on the like near the near the front of the house. And I could hear that um, that great aunt calling me from the back of the house and like like near the kitchen. And I was like, oh, OK, um, this is normal, right? <laughs> And so I was like, I kind of got up and I was like, hmm, um, should I go over there? And then I, it was a very short dream. And I woke up and my mom was there and I told her like, I dreamt that, um, that uh, Lola, um, Lola Aling was calling me and she was like, did you answer her back? And I'm like, no, I didn't. It's like, good. <laughs> did you go where she was? And it's like, no, I didn't. Good. <laughs> yeah and she's like never never answer that and this is like a common um this is a common like superstition in the philippines too like if you dream about like um about um a dead relative you shouldn't like answer them because they're trying to get you to go with them and this is like so common that there's even a practice where they would like um over the um casket they would lift children over the casket kind of pass them around over the casket to make sure they are safe from the dead relative taking them and that was like <laughs> i was like yeah no this is a real thing right uh reg do you do you know about this one or is it just like in my on my family side no um, I, I actually don't know that there's one. even a word for it. i forgot yeah like I, there's even a word for it i forgot but it's like it's basically like passing like children over the casket before they like in in turn it to make sure that um the children are safe essentially for luck i have never seen that oh, your relatives are jerks <laughs> yeah, those are some, <laughs> those are some very well-adjusted children <laughs> yeah i died i'm gonna take this kid with me <laughs> i don't I mean, care to be fair, it's just for a like, company or whatever yeah but it's kind of it's kind of creepy and yeah that was one of it like the most common story i tell is like when i was four years old um my brother got cursed and we had to bring a medicine man into the house and yeah that's a real one but i'm gonna tell that slide well i guess i could tell the story anyway um medicine man came to our house he looked like santa claus if santa claus was skinny he wore a large loose shirt <laughs> and a um and slippers and he um he touched like he had a piece of metal that was like a spoon but like without a handle and he was trying to test people like see who was cursed and who wasn't and it was me my me my older brother and what happened was he touched the metal to my tongue it was you know just a normal like normal round piece of metal 
But oh, then, COVID. <laughs> oh, COVID in uh, 1990. Can't anyway. do that now. I can't do that now. <laughs> but yeah, um, and when it when it happened, um, it felt like he was slicing my tongue open. That's what it felt like. And I hate, like, I was so, I was like, I, I cried out in pain. It was painful. But then when I looked, my tongue was fine and the metal wasn't even like sharp. So I didn't understand, but he said like, oh, you're cursed too. And so, yeah, he made talismans and put it up all over our house and my brother got better. And this was like after my mom had called a doctor, then she called a priest and then she called the, um, the medicine man. So this was like kind of, that was the, that was the, uh, that was the um, order in which she would act. So I've got a bunch of stories like these, but those are kind of some really fun ones. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have a story too. Go, yes. Yeah, I think I already told this story in the birthday live stream, but whatever. I don't get, I don't get tired of telling this story. <laughs> this is a uh, Monty knows this knows the story well. I know it so, very well. <laughs> yeah, because because I I definitely called Monty when it happened. <laughs> uh, so I was at work and my mom called me. And at this point, like, um, this was like a few days after a dear friend had died. And actually, after work, I was planning to go to her wake. So my mom called me at work and she was like, so, uh, like, do you know what, do you know what your friend was wearing when she died? I was like, no, why would I know that? She was like, does your friend have long black hair? Um, no, not not since the last time she was alive and and my mom was like oh okay because I was looking at the I was just looking at the security cameras and I saw this woman with long black hair in a cream dress walk out of your room I was like what (laughs) and and my mom's very no-nonsense she's very practical she does not joke around like this is not something she would do and, and I was like, maybe you're hallucinating, mom. But then she had my brother look at the at the footage, and he also saw this woman who none, no one in the house had long black hair at that time. So I was like, what? Wait, you can't just tell me this, mom. And and I and I was I remember like frantically messaging Motsi. And, you know, before, you know, before this, I would like to think I was very, I was also very practical and like a non-believer, but, you know, before going home, I bought like three cans of beer (laughs) to knock myself unconscious. (laughs) I I spent an hour in the living room, just, just working up the courage to run to my bedroom. I had my keys ready. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> had my keys ready didn't even like didn't even change out of my clothes I went straight under the blanket had my reading light on I had three cans of beer inside me I had Paramore playing loudly the entire night and I was just like please don't appear <laughs> but you know that was that was a handful of years ago and I'm I think the ghost and I are friends now I don't know I haven't seen her for myself but you know she's She's probably seen me do a lot of things at this point, so. <laughs> and she hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> I guess, there you go. My my last, I guess my last like random story is the only time I actually felt hundred percent true that this stuff was real, like to my soul, was my grandmother's funeral. So we go around the funeral, sad. Everyone, it's my grandmother's funeral. Um, and about halfway through this funeral, I look at my dad, and his face is like, just completely like straight i'm like i know you're sad everyone's sad it's it's your mother's funeral like and i turn around and my dad like points to like the corner of the room and i turn around 
and my mom turns around, my brothers turn around, and half the row turns around, and my grandmother is sitting in the back pew in the back corner by herself at her own funeral. So every, like at first my dad saw her and my dad freaked. And then I turned, I was like, oh, what? And then everyone turned. We're just like, what is going on? And like freaking out. Like this is like legit, like real. Like this was not fake. And then to my immediate family's surprise, my grandmother had a long lost twin that no one knew about who happened to come to the funeral. So it was my God. My dad literally saw his mother at her own funeral and was like, oh no. Oh my god. Story of what happened. And then was then later informed and all that fun stuff. But it was just like a good 30 seconds of like me being like, holy shit, this is this is real. Um and that's not where I expected this. Oh my god, that's not at all. Are you from that, was, uh, that was the only time I was just like, whoa. And then, yeah, well, now we know. Oh we have uh, my mother's twin and Blanche. She's in England right now. That's uh, so insane. Yeah. So are you from Telenovela, Jamaica? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a twist, man. It was it was such a twist. Oh, my God. That's I was really literally, funny. I was literally going to say, like, um, you know, like, barring any supernatural explanation, there's literally, like, some people, like, body doubles of people yeah. who died coming to funerals. Yeah, it was oh it was God. bonkers, whole bonkers. Oh and then uh, we can, we have a whole history on like family stuff later on at another part two podcast. But yeah, That's it was so uh, funny. it was bonkers, bonkers. Yeah, okay, uh, Reg, uh, what's oh the last God. question? Just yes, so we have one last. This is question. the best question, though, honestly. Okay. Yeah, this is the best question. But this, we can end this episode on a really nice and non non haunted chill question. <laughs> What are the main characters? What do you think are your characters' favorite foods? Well, if Murphy is anything like me, then his favorite food is absolutely sushi. If, um, however, I can definitely see that in times that he's stressed, he would absolutely be the kind of guy that would be sitting at home watching Netflix with um, a tub of almond butter and some raspberry chocolate. That would be his 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 go to emotional food, but sushi for for sure would be his favorite food. There you go. That's Watch very me. important. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm writing this down. Yeah, you want to go? <laughs> um, what is Mary's favorite food? I would think it's some like it's definitely something Filipino. I don't know what yet. Probably like my favorite Filipino food, which is sisig. Um, no, 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 that's wrong. I'm so sorry. I I don't understand my own character because Reg, I was gonna say. Reg, <laughs> yeah. No, the, the actual the actual favorite food is milk tea. No. Exactly, I was gonna say like I thought I I I, I thought this would be a no brainer. I'm you. so sorry. <laughs> I was thinking non non liquid food. Yeah. Food. But yeah no, okay, non liquid sure. food. Um, well, Mary this question me. includes liquid food as well. Hopefully, okay. it's edible. Hopefully, yeah, anything edible, fine. It's milk tea. We all know it's milk tea. It's my favorite. It's milk tea. It's milk tea week. Milk tea day. It's national milk tea. I forget. It's one of those today. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I should, ooh, I should celebrate. <laughs> I should anyway, uh, Leon, what's Donner's favorite food, do you think? Oh, 100% oxtail rice and peas. That's, that's not even like a hard <laughs> question for Donner. 100%. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Is that your uh, favorite food? Uh, not particularly. Uh, I mean, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my, it's it's in the top five for sure. And it's interchangeable top five. Um, 
but I just I I can see Donner being the kind of character that has like grandparents who cooked like proper Jamaican food and then he came to like living in living in Canada and then you know there's just that one like run down old school like yardy Jamaican spot that just has like this grumpy old lady who doesn't like anyone and who doesn't like you know you walk in the store and she's like yo what do you want and you're just like that and she just puts on the plate and says six dollars and kicks you out right like I feel like that would be the spot that he would go to kind of thing um where they just they just tell him what he wants and he just takes it and maybe it's oxtail and maybe it's curry chicken and or and and maybe it's you know red pea soup but you just walk in and this is a grumpy old lady that just gives it to him and he's just like cool so i just picture him like taking mari to the spot and being like all right almost like a jamaican soup nazi kind of thing all right come in here don't say anything she's going to be rude to you take it or leave it and Motsi being like, or Motsi, Mari being like, um, I, I asked for extra coleslaw and her just being like, you think I care? Get out, kind of thing. Um, so 100% oxtail, rice and peas from this rundown Jamaican spot in downtown Toronto. Anya, I, lo- I love how we got a whole That's episode, high night episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just gonna, I yeah. want to see that character now. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> the old Jamaican yes. lady. Who just said, yes, <laughs> I want to see it. I love that. That's amazing. Um, uh, I think that Laura, you know, on her cheat days when she's not getting jacked, um, I think she's like absolute comfort food type person. Like we, we got the, we got the mac and cheese, we got the poutine, um, we're going for like pulled pork sandwiches, like full on, basically you'd see it at a rib fest. Okay. She's definitely like a comfort food. My mom makes this amazing um like spicy italian sausage and ravioli bake and it's my absolute favorite like comfort food thing it's cheesy it's saucy it's spicy and i think laura would love that amazing love um, that uh, natalie yeah natalie. what do you think evelyn's would be dumplings um i mean she's by u of t which is near chinatown i would say that like when it's a late night, um, possibly all nightering for exam week, like she'll go downtown, get her dumpling fix. Um, she, if I mean, this is pre pandemic time, so uh, she'll probably also go to like a spot that would specifically make siu long bao, which is like juicy pork soup dumplings. They're so good. Um, and, uh, would just get her dumpling figs because they're so convenient and it's something she would have grown up on as well. Yeah. Nice. I absolutely did the right thing by putting this question last so I can go straight to breakfast out after this recording. So Ashvin grew up with, you know, a Hindu upbringing and everything. So he would like, his favorite food is a cheeseburger with... Two patties, <laughs> the cheese, yep. three slices of cheese, just so in between, and um, lettuce, uh, oh, yeah. mayonnaise, mayonnaise on both. So on top of the top patty and at the bottom of the top of the bottom patty, and in between a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of sautéed um, onions, and fries on top, 
inside the, the burger. A little bit of fries and a little bit of fries on the side with some mayonnaise. And after he's done, he's going to have a nice chocolate milkshake. Oh, Sounds traditional. My yeah, traditional Mauritian fair. Sounds boring. <laughs> After my own heart, that that's sounds amazing. delicious. Oh my god, that's true. Wait, wait, wait. before that. we before we end the episode, I have a a, a, a quick fire question for everybody. Who's your favorite character? Yeah. Go, Donner. <laughs> Donner. Donner for me. How is everyone just not going to say their own character? No, no. Uh, I mean, my favorite is Donner. Allowed to say our own character? <laughs> You're allowed. Go yeah, ahead. I, I think people were allowed. Who's your favorite? <laughs> um, Reg, who's your favorite character? Oh no! Oh no! Very minor character, Ira, because that's me. No, actually, <laughs> of the main of the main characters, I love Evelyn. Yes, uh, Natalie, who's your favorite character? Um, I like Ashvin. I think they had. Um, I'm, I'm just someone who's taste. One. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering that one time I was sitting in on the recording. Um, and listening back to the um, the chemistry that um, that you and Ed had with that scene, it was um, yeah, I really felt that. <laughs> Is it the one on the phone when we're like the tender moment that they had when Ashvin's being possessed? Mm, no, <laughs> like, no. Is it the one where they they first meet? Um, it's uh. Wait, maybe it was on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it must have been on the phone, right? It was yeah, on the phone. A, oh, yeah, it was on. It, yeah, it was a flashback. I have absolutely no idea, but they all, they're the, all very it's good. The flashback <laughs> one. Yeah. The, yeah, that one was great to, to play too. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Abigail, who's your favorite? Uh, I mean, other than Laura, because she's my <laughs> sweet little baby, I love her. I think I would also choose Ashvin. Yes. It, it just <sighs> like it gets so fun. I I just I mean, I was there for the recording of the episode where it gets like real spicy when you first meet. Oh far. my god! I, think <laughs> I remember the facial expressions that I had. I was very into it, um, and that was just so fun to like watch come to fruition so beautiful of a moment um and, and i think just like all of, you, you do a great job a deal like playing it up it's just so fun to, to i mean it's great fun to watch when you're sitting in the recording but um to anyone out there listening it's just a lot of fun well thank you that's encouraging yeah no absolutely so 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 adil you said evelyn's your favorite yes yes and evelyn said me so natalie said said Ashvin, so yeah perfect no um so we have two for donner two for evelyn and two for ashvin wow (laughs) oh sorry murphy Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people love murphy but listen we all have tate no i'm kidding (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah donner is also my favorite because um reasons that i can't reveal because like it's spoilers but yeah um he's also great and yeah i guess that's a good one to end on right reg yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for thanks uh, to all the fans who sent in the questions. I was so worried we wouldn't have enough questions to fill in the time, um, but I ended up having to cut like a handful of questions out. So sorry to those people, but we'll answer them on the Discord. So if you're not on the Discord yet, um, please please get on that. It's so, a party there. Yeah, or maybe make a yeah, part two in the future. Is. You know, oh, yeah, it, there definitely two. will be a part two. Yeah, especially so, after Act Two. Mm, act Two, mm. <laughs> very exciting. Mm.
All right, you guys. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording the actual session. And we're super excited to see you in Act 2 premiering this May. So watch out for that. And in the meantime, follow us on our Tumblr, hainaipod.tumblr.com. And also on our other socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at hainaipod. Also, the full unedited video version of this episode will be available to our Patreons and our Coffee Gold supporters. Plus, we have a lot of other good stuff lined up for our Coffee Gold supporters and Patreons, so you better check that out. We'll be making announcements soon. And once again, thanks for the support and thanks for listening.